Pulse. This is Pulse 95 Live from Sharjah Heritage Days, showcasing all things UAE and over 30 global cultures. So the interesting thing about the Sharjah Heritage Days is that, like we mentioned, it's not only about um, showcasing all kinds of cultures from all around the world, but also talking about the various institutions that are working very hard in preserving traditions and culture, similar to what the Sharjah Institute of Heritage is doing as well. And we have spoken to various people and they've spoken to us about what they've been doing across the world. But we've got another institution and another special guest to talk about it. He is the Vice President of Cultural Affairs at the International Council of Organizations Organizations, a folklore festival and folk arts, or also CIOF. I love that. Very simple Very abbreviation, CIOF. <laughs> so welcome to the uh, to the show. And uh, we'd love to know everything about CIOF because we mentioned it aims to preserve cultures and traditions all around the world. So what are your visions? What are your goals? Um, in the utmost detail that you can give us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, uh, my name is uh, Christian Hidalgo Mase. Um, actually, I come from Canada. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I now sit as uh, Vice President of Cultural Affairs. Mm -hmm. uh, very recently elected last November. Wow, congratulations. Thank you so much. SEAF um, is actually a membership-based organization that, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, subscribes to the idea of bringing together all those people that believe in the preservation of intangible cultural heritage mm -hmm. and all forms of expression that brings people together. Mm -hmm. Festivals are perfect example, like here in Sharjah this uh, this month. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a membership-based organization that brings together about 110 countries wow. and a network of over 300 festivals, mm -hmm. and then probably thousands and thousands of dancers, musicians, singers, and people who who contribute to the world by preserving art and culture. Mm -hmm. So it's a membership-based organization that uh, is, is present in, in about 110 countries. And the idea is that we network as an organization to find better ways to do what we do best. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe in a lot of cultural exchanges. Yeah. In fact, mm -hmm. a number of our groups over the years have been um, honored to be part of Sharjah by being invited to come on, you know, and share the culture here at this festival. So we, we believe in, in getting together mm -hmm. with people, sharing what we do, and celebrating what brings us together, which is culture. And we're here in culture right now. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> we're actually looking at the <laughs> Yeah, both of all three of us actually kept looking yeah, back. Yeah, we were just looking like, at the background music. It's just so high. I mean, that, that is the beauty of culture. That's, it is everywhere. That's the thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the organization that I'm a part of. And mm. uh, obviously, like every organization, uh, we've had some challenges. Of course, the mm. pandemic, you know, of course, yeah. was, uh, was pretty bad in terms mm. of not being able to get together in person. Mm -hmm. And we've been around for 52 years. That's amazing. Uh, wow. And then obviously we're looking forward to another, you know, long future ahead. And certainly um, one of the things that I will say is that uh, we're, we, we're trying to strengthen our relationships, such as with the Charger Heritage Institute, mm -hmm. and be able to complement our work and mm -hmm. to be able to celebrate what you do mm -hmm. uh, so our members can find out um, exactly, you know, your way of, of doing this. So mm -hmm. it's all about exchanging and ideas and partnerships. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, I've, I've, I've been actually reading about CIOF and I've noticed that CIOF really does take care of the social aspect and the social aspect for, like, in terms of the activities. And I've um, read something that actually captured my mind. So your activities and events at CIOF, uh, it's putting the small towns and villages on the global map. That's very interesting. 
absolutely. One of the things that I always uh, um, say is that um, we, we, we massively celebrate and share our culture in, mm -hmm. in festivals such as this, right? Mm -hmm. But people always say, well, what do you guys do the rest of the year, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, we, we actually celebrate and, and acknowledge and give a platform for those artists, those, those artisans that live in small villages and, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and find ways of them sharing what they do in, in, in a more of a massive scale. You don't necessarily have to do it in a festival. Mm -hmm. Social media and the pandemic showed us that we can do stuff virtually nowadays. Mm -hmm. And and, tech, and, and so, so we, we have actually find new ways and better ways to reach more people. But certainly we focus on the way people preserve their traditions mm -hmm. uh, even today, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, there's something that I also noticed that you said that it's member-based and that members, do they sign up to be part of this organization or do you reach out to various institutions and various countries? Well, the, the way the organization is it's structured right now, mm -hmm. and, and I may get into trouble by saying this, but it's, it's a little bit antiquated, right? It's mm -hmm. based on a model that to me needs to be revisited. Mm -hmm. We're based on, on national sections, right? Mm -hmm. on, on countries, right? Mm -hmm. And and we know that in today's world, um, there's a lot of areas or places where they're not necessarily countries, but they still preserve culture. Absolutely, yeah. So, and even within a country, uh, national section, mm -hmm. you will find an array of different cultures. So mm -hmm. we need to, so so technically we're we're membership based, and we rely on the work that each national section does in their own country. Mm -hmm. Not every uh, national section works the same way. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, there are national sections that are more organized and have a farther reach within their country than others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But our goal is to be able to 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 work with each national section to be able to grow first of all locally and mm -hmm. then regionally and, and then of course internationally. But right now we're membership based, mm -hmm. uh, based on national sections. And you mentioned difficulties. Absolutely, I yeah. mean it's, it's the way I look at it, I mean we're dealing with human beings, we're True. dealing with people mm -hmm. um, and sometimes um, there's different agendas, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're like little United Nations, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so it's yeah. hard to agree sometimes on mm -hmm. things, right? But I think the biggest challenge is to be able to change with times, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of organizations get stuck, you know, because we've always done it like this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly we need to find ways of, of making things easier, better, use technology. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I think, and I always said this, you know, if, if our network works, you know, um, the way it's supposed to work, mm -hmm. all the answers to all my challenges, I will be able to find them within our family, within mm -hmm. our members, because mm -hmm. what you're doing, great, I gotta learn. Well, yeah. Teach me, show mm -hmm. me how you do, because I'm having difficulties. So part of that network is also finding those opportunities to have some dialogue mm -hmm. and, and share best practices in terms of different things, like bringing the youth, you know, how do you incorporate youth, right? Mm -hmm. How do you transition, you know, bringing the youth in? And some people always say, you know, the youth are our future. I have a different perspective. The mm -hmm. youth are now. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not future, yes. yeah. now. So those are the things that I'm trying to, as a new council member, sorry, as a new executive member, trying to incorporate new fresh ideas to keep the organization going. That's amazing. Now, mm -hmm. you've CIOF has participated in like around 338 festivals. Yes. And Sharjah Heritage Days, like it's in the United Arab Emirates, this is the first time, correct? Uh, CIOF? Yes. No, no, it's I think, not. I think uh, um, as, a, as a, of course, Sharjah Heritage Festival is... In Sharjah. Um, so, so I have? Yeah, have, like the participation in Sharjah was for the first time. Myself, I was here 2019, mm -hmm. um, but I, my understanding is that over the course of the 
last 10 years there have been many CEOF groups mm -hmm. uh, that have been invited to participate. Uh, as, as, as Sharjah and United Arab Emirates are part of CEOF, that's where we find the links and the network of finding those um, uh, groups from different countries. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's been, you know, over the years, many, many different CEOF national section groups that have mm -hmm. been part of the Charger Heritage Festival. And uh, you also mentioned, this, I'm glad you mentioned it, which is um, the past. And uh, obviously, CEOF has a very rich history with trying to connect cultures and trying to preserve traditions and also broadcast traditions. So over the years, now I know you have been part of CEOF for a while now. Have you seen any changes? And in the, have these changes caused any difficulties? For example, um, um, some issues within a country itself when it comes to between different cultures and how do you preserve this culture? And also making sure you give your right to this culture, especially when it comes to, for example, I'm giving some random example, in a lot of Eastern European countries where there are many, many different groups that some might be against each other. And like you end up being part of politics even though you're trying to probably stay away from it. What I will say is that um, Canada is a perfect example because Canada, where I come from, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's our motto is we celebrate diversity and promote cultural understanding. Mm -hmm. And sometimes organizations such as CEO become too political, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And to me, culture supersedes uh, political boundaries, right? Yeah. Um, to me, it's, it's culturally based, right? It's about culture. Yeah. And one of the things that I was talking to some of my colleagues from Sharjah, we were having a nice discussion before I came to the interview, mm -hmm. it's as a, as, a, as a person who's multicultural, because mm -hmm. let me tell you about myself. I mean, I was born in Chile, South mm -hmm. America, of Italian immigrants. Wow. But now I live in Canada, mm -hmm. right? And my family is multicultural. My brother is married to a girl from Scotland. Mm -hmm. my, wow. my, my godson, my nephew is married to a girl from Vietnam. Wow. My other brother he has married to a girl from Jamaica, so mm -hmm. I have biracial nephews. Mm -hmm. So it's multicultural, right? Mm -hmm. We embrace all those things that makes us unique. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I always believe is that, to avoid the politics, is that it doesn't matter where you live or what passport you travel under, mm -hmm. you know, the only person that can define yourself culturally is you. Amazing. True. Right? Mm -hmm. So the fact that you know, you are preserving a culture within a territory that might be different, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You just have to embrace it, right? And Canada is a perfect example. Our prime minister has a you know typical saying that says, Canada's success is the sum of all the differences that we come together. Mm -hmm. Like the, our diversity mm -hmm. is what makes us strong, right? So that's the message that I would convey to the world about CEO, our mm -hmm. differences. And sometimes we're, we're you know, we are, at fault ourselves because like any organization we set rules and bylaws and stuff like that mm -hmm. and sometimes they're too rigid right yeah and and the world is not black and white mm -hmm. you know Absolutely. you need to be able to sh show some discretion and be a little more flexible mm -hmm. in terms of how you approach things uh the world we live in people ask me i, I i've been in the business for 33 years like mm -hmm. what business are you in what do you mm -hmm. think i tell them I mean the people business. It's about people. People mm -hmm. business. It's the people business. It's about human beings. It's about yeah. contacting, connecting. It's about experience. It's about emotions. Mm -hmm. It's about connection. Mm -hmm. That's why with the business we're in. And festivals and organizations such as the Sharjah Heritage Institute and my mm -hmm. organization in Canada and many organizations around the world, that's their goal is mm -hmm. to be able to connect with people. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we do. It's, it's not rocket science, people. We're not saving lives here. Mm -hmm. That's what my wife says. We're not saving lives. We're connecting people and we're having those experiences.
experiences that makes us appreciate our differences and the things that we have in common. Actually, I would say you are saving lives in a way because uh, when you connect cultures and when you broadcast some cultures that might be minorities, you're actually showing people that they exist and that mm -hmm. might also help them. And I Absolutely. I mean, I, maybe yeah. the analogy wasn't the greatest, <laughs> but, but it's not as complicated. That's as complicated. That was my yeah, feeling. Yeah, like, yeah. I understand. It yeah. is, it is, uh, it's very simple, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, it's human nature, right? I mean, when when we see somebody from a different culture for the first time, mm -hmm. or we're introduced to a new culture, it's human nature to to look at what's different. What is different than mine, right? Mm -hmm. That we focus on those aspects, right? Mm -hmm. But if you turn that around and look at what we have in common, mm -hmm. you're going to realize that no matter what culture, anyone, you're going to find they have more things in common mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. you have things that are different. And ultimately, that's going to because kids, you know this, kids are not born racist. Kids yeah. are not, mm -hmm. they are taught, right? Mm -hmm. And I think festivals and organizations such as CEOF, there's other organizations around the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're by no yeah. means we're the only ones, right? Mm -hmm. And the more the better, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that over and above the song and dance and those experiences and those kind of, uh, it's about teaching our young people about you know, um, uh, tolerance, it's yeah. about mm -hmm. acceptance, it's mm -hmm. about inclusion. Mm -hmm. Those are the terms that are very relevant in today's world. And mm -hmm. I think our festivals, see of, um, play play an important role mm -hmm. in, in ensuring that, that we have a better world, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes in, you know, as a festival, we're perceived to be an event, right? Mm -hmm but we're more than just an event. The festival mm -hmm. becomes an instrument, mm -hmm. right? A vehicle mm -hmm. for messaging to do things, right? To connect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, so uh, we who live in this world know that, but sometimes we need to remind people that that's, that's what we do. Right? And it goes through mm -hmm. the festivals Absolutely. as a reminder. Yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. and I think maybe that's why Charity Heritage Days have grown to be 21 days, because that the longer the days, the more likely people are going to be, hmm, let me go on this day. It becomes easier, accessible, mm -hmm. and also allows as many cultures and as many countries to come and showcase and yeah, broadcast this is, themselves. This is a great festival. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, I was here 2019. I was amazed impressed the way it operates and mm -hmm. how you know the the leadership here brings the world right here so mm -hmm. the citizens of, uh, and, and can 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 take in and, and learn and absolutely and, 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 and that's a great initiative right I guess they have uh, similar um, objectives as you guys basically you know what exactly mm -hmm. we have a lot in common that's why mm -hmm. I'm here because my job as vice president of CEOF is is to be able to strengthen their relationship mm -hmm. and maximize the opportunity that we as organizations can can learn from each other and complement each other mm -hmm. right and 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 I believe in about I, I believe in partnerships I believe in in, in, in learning, you never stop learning, mm -hmm. right? And, and sharing those experiences are going to make your event or my section back in Canada or mm -hmm. the other sections better. Right? Absolutely, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, speaking about um, maximizing connections, um, I really wanted to touch upon minorities and especially indigenous people. What kind of, how do you reach them and how do you showcase uh, that's, their... And that's, you bring a very good point because mm -hmm. we in Canada uh, mm -hmm. have taken, I think, um, you know, leaps and bounds over other countries in acknowledging and recognizing. Mm -hmm. And first of all, uh, in Canada particularly, acknowledging that we... Um, that we need to find reconciliation mm -hmm. with uh, historical wrongdoings that yeah other generations, other governments have done with indigenous people. Mm -hmm. uh, I think CEOF as an organization has not done that enough mm -hmm. or at all in mm -hmm. some countries. So uh, Canada is a good example where we we certainly uh, uh, acknowledge and, and appreciate and respect the fact that uh, we live 
in Canada, which is the land of the indigenous people, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we have actual uh, land acknowledgements. Every mm -hmm. time we do anything publicly, mm -hmm. we begin that event mm -hmm. by acknowledging that we are living in indigenous territory. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that I think uh, uh, is a good example of how other countries, other municipalities, or other national sections mm -hmm. could learn, right? Mm -hmm. um, we, we focus in traditional culture, but we don't really focus enough on, on indigenous culture. Mm -hmm. I believe that it could be also a message to everybody out there and maybe if anybody's tuning in and they can learn more about indigenous people and see how Absolutely. they can uh, partake in that because honestly even as we learn more and more about various countries and as we have like you said access to social media platforms a lot more people have been coming up and saying what about us and what about this group yeah. that we some of us don't even know they exist in Absolutely. the first place and, and you break those stereotypes as well mm -hmm. right i mean one of the things that i that i wanted to be able to do and i've been talking to some of the folks here from uh, the heritage institute is that there's a fascination i understand from the arab world about indigenous north american native people right mm -hmm. and strikingly enough there's a lot of similarities in terms of how they they live in terms of their traditions mm -hmm. the way their structure so uh, my goal is to be able to convince our hosts uh, maybe in the future maybe next year to bring elements of indigenous culture here oh, yeah. to be able to show um, and, and showcase mm -hmm. uh, indigenous culture at this festival, which would be a great opportunity for people to learn about um, uh, a group of people that have been a little isolated, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, and I hope that we can get to see even uh, people from indigenous cultures from other countries in yeah. Europe and Asia Absolutely. as well. Uh, and there all is, over a, the world. there is, a, there is a, I know in the past there was a, there was a, a festival in Mexico that. Mm -hmm. Basically, was at uh, an indigenous wow. festival, mm -hmm. and I think Malaysia organized one or had a series of indigenous festivals where mm -hmm. that's exactly what it was. It's just bringing different indigenous people from all the world and, mm -hmm. and just getting together. And but I don't think that were marketed properly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of very closed door type of events, right? But mm -hmm. uh, but there's room for improvement, and I think that's something that we can certainly look at. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I look forward to it, to be yeah. honest. I truly do, because again, like I mentioned, it was through social media platforms that I got introduced to. Everybody here is about the, for example, the indigenous people of the United States. And then you learn a little bit that Canada also had indigenous people and people who live in They're in, in fact Greenland. the same people. They're yeah. in fact the yeah. same people because yeah. there were there were no... No, bo no, no borders. Bo no borders. Yeah. So, so they're just, they're called nations, exactly, right? Exactly. they travel, right? Absolutely. They, they, they travel, there were no you know, mm -hmm. chasing the herds of buffaloes. And exactly. So. See, that's the thing, because in our heads, because of the way that was marketed through uh, most of uh, the American news, we believed, oh, only America have indigenous people, when in fact, there are indigenous people in Japan, there's indigenous people mm -hmm. in Absolutely. Finland, in Greenland, Absolutely. all over the world, Latin Absolutely. America. Yeah. So through that, and I really hope that um, CIOF also manages to hit those goals as well. And those Well, objectives. that's one of the things that is <laughs> on my, my to-do list uh, to at least, you know, plan and think about it. Absolutely. Um, how can we, as individuals, preserve culture and tradition? I'm not ask, talking about a big institution no. or a festival, but as a person. You know, you bring a very good point because we don't really think about it in those terms, mm -hmm. right? We yeah. do it all the time, right? Mothers teach their daughters traditions that she learned from her grandma, yeah, as it true. is, mm -hmm. right? Cooking. Mm -hmm. We're talking embroidering. We're talking those those things that we do on a regular basis that we don't really think of it as mm -hmm. intangible cultural heritage that is passed from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. Just focus on those things, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we do it all the time. 
That is true. Language, language true. is uh, you know mm -hmm. it's it's uh, it's something that is uh, very very unique because um, you know my, my mother tongue is Spanish, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I brought up, I was brought up in Canada. I have a son mm -hmm. that was born in Canada, mm -hmm. but I want to make sure he learns Spanish, and mm -hmm. he does. Mm -hmm. But it's my job to transmit that, mm -hmm. to ensure that I teach him that. So he's going to pass it on to mm -hmm. his future, right? So we do it all the time, but we don't think it in those terms. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, especially since a lot of people around us, especially lately, they always say that, oh, our gen the upcoming generation is lost. They don't have any connection to their past, and they don't have a connection to their heritage. But it makes a lot of sense when you when people, us, the adults, take on the mantle and they make sure that these children are actually carrying on Absolutely. our traditions and the heritage. It's our job. Absolutely. It's not their job. They're children. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really know much. They just copy. Totally mostly. agree. Yeah. And they need to be taught. Like yeah. you said, uh, racism is not uh, something that is born. Yeah. It, it's, it's something that is taught. So if we teach them our traditions, everything that we already do, and of course, globalization and all these things will affect them in a way. But if you have some sort of uh, good balance, eventually they're the ones who are going to be holding on to those traditions and then transmitting totally, them themselves. Totally, totally agree. You couldn't have said it better. Any better than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you give us any parting words about... Um, well, I, I, to your listeners, I, I, I think that what what uh, this festival does is an amazing initiative. I think you guys are a role model for a lot of countries and a lot of uh, jurisdictions to follow. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for people to learn. And I mean, some of us have the luxury of being able to travel more than others and we mm -hmm. can actually get to experience those cultures mm -hmm. on site, but not a lot of people can. Mm -hmm. So this type of experience goes a long way for people to, to learn. You know that human, and I, and, I, and, I, and I go back. I mean, the virtual the pandemic shows us that we can, you know, meet in, in, in virtually, right? Yeah. But there's nothing like that human connection experience live. Mm, absolutely. And so the fact that you're bringing international groups, the fact that you're bringing different presenters, uh, uh, and and to hear in person on site goes a long way to educating and getting your your people uh, better acquainted with the real world mm -hmm. oh, yeah absolutely and uh, as ali and i and even uh, the rest of the team at pulse 95 have realized that people are quite excited to always show us their heritage and their culture, especially through food. Oh. Especially through food. Everybody wants to feed us. Every time you go to a festival, I'm sure you guys have, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it, but you probably gain a little bit of weight uh, when you go a to a festival. Yes. <laughs> to be honest. Yes. The other, only the other day, I was, uh, we were out uh, filming around the Sharjah Heritage Days, and my plan was I'm going to go home after filming, and I'm going to have dinner. That was cancelled. Absolutely cancelled because of the amount of food I was given. Just walking around, free food. They're like, hi, try this. And hi, everything is this. so good. And you have to say, and, and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You have to you have to eat, right? You have to take yeah, it, right? So. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, Mr. Oh, Christian my pleasure. My pleasure. It was great talking to you and learning more about CEO. Thank, thank you for we'll inviting me. And of course, CEO is always open to, to working with anybody around the world that wants to, that obviously adheres to our mission statement as well. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to uh, seeing you as uh, the new um, vice chairman, vice director, seeing you and what you're going to do in the future, hopefully. Yeah, there is a there's a, a general assembly coming up in November in, in Croatia where I'm for, I'm, I was only elected for one year, so I'm going for mm -hmm. re-election and we'll see what happens. Um, if we can vote, would have voted for oh, you. We will so vote much. for you if we I'll could. <laughs> Just extra votes for Ali and I. Thank you so much once again. We're going to be pleasure. taking a quick break and coming up next, we're going to talk more about North Macedonia because we've got a lot to talk about Macedonia, including some facts and, of course, the food. They cannot mm -hmm. wait to talk about that with Alia coming right up next right here on Pulse 95.